Good morning. Just tuning in. The wind of God is blowing this morning. And it changes everything. It's blowing my way. Wow. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good Sunday morning, people. You have just tuned in to Worthy Chick Chat. It's the Sunday edition called Release. That's right. It's called Release. And we are here. I'm here. Nobody else is here. (laughs) And this is not the living room. So if you listen to us on Fridays, or if you kind of started to attach to Fridays, we talk about everything in fashion and music and entertainment um, inside the living room where I'm your host, Crystal Worthy. And we talk about all sorts of things and we kind of end out our show um, with just some motivation and some encouragement and a spiritual message. And since that time, God has just basically said to me, okay, you can have that. That's awesome. And that's good. But I need you to go deeper and I need you to go further because it's time to release. So you've tuned in to release this morning, this Sunday morning, March the 1st, an amazing a monumental day for me. And I'll get into that a little bit um, later as we go through our devotion. So prepare yourself. You may want to take some notes. Um, you may want to write down a few scriptures. You just might want to be prepared to laugh. Who knows what God is about to do? I am trying to figure this thing out also on my own. One thing that I figured out this morning is I didn't know what time to do this podcast. I said, Lord, what's what time? But For the last two years, I have woken up like clockwork at 5 a.m. I used to be a worship leader and um, worship had kind of ended because um, my my bishop, uh, Pastor Ben Jabert, um, passed away two years ago. Um, shout out to my bishop, an amazing, 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 amazing man that I learned so much from. But I would be up every Sunday morning worshiping for the last five to six years. Um, I'd be up at 5 a.m. because my check was at 7 a.m. So my body has continued over the last course of the years, Saturdays even, I'm up like clockwork. Now, Monday through Friday, I cannot get up to save my life at 5 a.m. to go to the gym. But um, God wakes me up. So guess what? I'm up. I've been up. And so we're going to be starting um, the podcast probably around 5 in the morning. But it definitely will be up and ready for you to listen to by 7. All right? So listen, I've got an amazing word that God has given me for you today. And that is that God is always with us. He's always with us. I, I know we hear that a lot. And I know people always say, God is with you. May the Lord be with you. <laughs> May the force be with you. Um, but listen, let's find out even in scripture, like really, especially in today's time, we need to know that God is with us. So stay tuned. Come on back in. I don't know what to call this room yet. I don't. 
because <laughs> I'm not in the living room. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm up. Anyway, come on back for release. It's time to release and release the word of God and release the worship into this world. All right. So tune back in. See you in a minute. I'm in my way. Uh, open heaven. Lord, we need your glory. Good morning. Hey. Open heaven. We're under an open heaven, people. Today is March the 1st. Not sure if that means anything to anyone. Good morning, good morning. Come on in the room. It's the living room. Yeah, you're like, you just didn't know what... Yeah, now I know what room to call it. <laughs> Listen, people, this is going to be probably the most transparent, <laughs> spiritual incited podcast that you have heard in ever, maybe ever, ever in your life. Um, if you're just tuning in, I am Crystal Worthy, um, host of the Worthy Chick Chat. This is our Sunday edition. It's called Release. That's right. It is time for some things to be released. Um, the word of God, not things, because other things have been released into this atmosphere. That's why I'm here and been up since five o'clock this morning. But we are here to just release the word of God in the atmosphere, release worship. This is the day the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. So listen, um, today we are going to talk about God is with me. So I hope you have your pens and paper ready if you need to take a few notes um, while we discuss, you know, it, it, sometimes it's such a cliche because people say it a lot about how, you know, oh, bless you. May the Lord be with you. God is with you. Um, but truly, God is with us. Um, if you listen to our podcast during the week on Fridays, you know, we talk about so many things, the, the, the latest topics and what's going on in news and fashion and entertainment and beauty and, um, and just some, you know, worthy chick biz tips. And we'll be, um, getting back to podcasting a lot more. You've got to get caught up on everything that has been going on with us. <clears throat> so tune in, go back and listen to the, the last few episodes. But, you know, we're always here to talk about, well, I'm here because that's all that's here today. Me and God. Hello, Lord. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Um, but we are here to, you know, bring some light to things that take place, you know, things that are worthy and not so worthy. And, you know, my last name is worthy. It is. It is. And at times I have not felt worthy. And that's my testimony. There's times I have not felt worthy and I had to look at my own name. 
and um, people that admired the name and said, oh, I wish I was worthy. And then that's when it dawned on me. Um, but, you know, we're in the times right now where Corona is being discussed. Corona, 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 Corona. <laughs> anyway, there's jokes to go with it. But seriously, people, and I'm it, not to stir up any and um, to ignite um, any fear. OK, but we do know as believers in the word of God that so many different things have been written. And I, I stated on my Facebook page this week is everybody's talking Corona and I'm I'm resting in Psalms 91. Um, and that is a true statement. You know, just resting in the word of God uh, will allow you to not go in fear, especially if you know the Lord. And if he showed up for you so many times, time after time, after time, after time, that's, that's my personal testimony, um, is just how God just always shows up. Um, you know, and in the scripture just says, Hey, who, he who dwells in the the shelter of the most, um, high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. And I truly believe that, um, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this day of release, Lord God. I thank you for waking me up, Lord God, this morning, Father. For many, Father, did not wake up this morning. I thank you, God, for even waking me up the last um seven years, my God, completion, the last seven years, Lord God, at 5 a.m. like clockwork, and the last two years, God, where I didn't know what you wanted to do. Lord God, let everyone that is listening uh, to the sound of my voice hear your voice, oh God. Let them hear your message, oh God, and your words, God. May they rest upon their hearts, Lord God. Father God, where there are hearts that are broken, God, that you are the mender, Father God, of hearts. Father God, where there are hearts that need healing, Lord God, let them know that you are their healer, Lord God. Father God, where there is hearts, Father God, that are in fear, Father God, or discouraged or torn apart, Lord God. Father God, let them know that you make all things new, Lord God. Father God, and that nothing happens, nothing happens and catches you by surprise, God. So cause, Father God, everyone that is listening to the sound of my voice not to be in fear, God, not to be in panic, God, but to be in wisdom. And to be in wisdom in the things of you, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you, God. Continue, Father God, to help us to open up our hearts to you, Lord God. To open up our ears to you, Lord God. So we may hear, Lord God, everything that you need us to do. with The strategy that you'll give us, Father God. To move forward through our day and through our life, Lord God. Open up our eyes, oh God, so that we can see, God, what you have planned for our lives, Lord God. So we can see and discern the things that you have for us, God. So we can see. And discern, Lord God, what we should be around and what we should not be around, Lord God. Father God, give us the discerning spirit like never before in this season, Father God, so where we won't be tricked and bamboozled any longer, Lord God. Father God, and I thank you, Lord God, for everyone that is listening to the podcast cast today. Bless them, God, because they could be asleep. They could do anything else but tune in to me, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, that when they hear the word that goes forth, God, that they're empowered, that they're enriched, and that they continue to hear the voice of the Lord only. In the name of Jesus. So we seal that prayer. 
in Jesus' name, as I've always been taught. Seal that prayer in Jesus' name because the enemy loves to listen in. He likes to listen in and listen to a few things. But listen, I have, um, you know, I had a discussion for, for you that don't know. I have a grown son um, and he lives out in Los Angeles. And I said, hey, listen, call me when you have a, a time to talk and you can um, talk with your mother a little bit. And he was like, okay, mom. Okay, cool. Fine, fine. You know, he's grown. So, um, but he's like, okay, mom, I'll give you a call when I'm not working. And um, what's going on? What's going on? And so I basically um, got on the phone with him and I said to him, I said, listen, you know, um, we need to start praying together a little bit more. And he said, okay, uh, okay. I said, well, you know, I know you're busy. I know I'm busy, but we need to set some time and we need to start praying together. And um, he agreed. And I said, okay. I said, but listen, really why I'm calling you is because um, this is not the time to be hemming and hawing and <laughs> and shimming and shawing and pawing. He was like, what? <laughs> He's like, what, mom? I said, no, for real. Seriously, I'm, I'm serious. This is not the time to be hemming and hawing and shimming and shawing. And he was like, okay, what are you talking about? I said, son, this is not the time to be wrapped up in no sin. This is the time more than never. I know you're in Los Angeles and everything is, woo, it's la-la land, people. I've lived out there. I love it out there. Um, But sometimes you can get caught up anywhere in life. You can get caught up in the things of the world and your friendships and what it is that you do and, you know, your, your daily flow of life. But this is the time more than ever where we need the spirit of discernment because God is going to be speaking to us and we need to be listening. He's speaking. He's usually always talking. But if you haven't positioned yourself or put yourself in a position to listen, you won't even know his voice. But this is the time that you do need to know the voice of God and you need to know the voice of God if it comes through um, an animal, (laughs) through signs and wonders. Anyway, anyway, but you do need to know the voice of God, no matter who it comes through. Um, And that's even why when I prayed, my prayer is that you hear God's voice not my voice, which is a little raspy this morning, by the way, but that you hear his voice with what he has to say. And you know how to discern, "Mm, that's God. Mm -mm, That's not God. But I, I was talking to my son and I said, listen, son, we are, the Bible talks about last days and, you know, this coronavirus that's going on. Oh my, you know, it's man-made. And I said, you know, we can say about 1,200 things about this. It's man-made. We know that. It's from China. I said, but at the same time, the word of God has been written. Um, and in the word of God, it talks about times like these. So I mentioned to you um, about Psalms 91 and you can kind of, you know, I don't want to go too deep into it because I do have to stay on task with what God gave me to deliver to you today. But even in Psalms 91, it discusses um, God's protection. Um, 91 verse three says, surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you will find refuge and his faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow of the flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall 
at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Now, I, I, I posted something at earlier in the beginning of the year. It was the first of the year. And I said, oh my God, Lord, you could just, he started with the first of the year having me to release. And I said, hmm, okay. Um, and I got on Facebook and that's just kind of in my outlet, but I got on Facebook and I said, you know, God showed me that, um, what did I say? How did I say it? Um, but, he, but God just basically showed me that this was the year to where he said he's seen it all. I don't know if people understood what I meant by that, but God spoke to me one morning and he said, I seen it all. I seen what they did. I seen what you didn't see. I've seen it all. This is the year that they will know that I've seen it all. I said, oh Lord, oh Lord, just another one. (laughs) Anyway, um, but I'm like, oh my God, it was not a, oh yeah, I saw it. Oh, good morning. I saw everything. It was nice and beautiful. No, that was not, that was not how I woke up that morning. It was, I saw it. I've seen everything that, that came against you and everything that people did to you. Now I seen it and, and, and I seen it. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the color purple, but, um, you know, and I knew that that was a tone of some judgment coming. And I was like, oh, God, oh, God. And I started repenting myself. I'm not perfect. Look, hey, hands up in the air. Away from like you just don't care. I'm not a perfect being. Um, I just try daily. I repent daily and I try daily my best to please God and not to be out of order and and to listen to see what's going on in my spirit. Even when there's certain actions, if I take an action against someone, I if I don't check myself, people, I'm telling you. God wakes me up in the middle of the night. I can't, I can't live a lifestyle and, um, not, not, not hear from him. But anyway, I was having a discussion with my son and we were just talking about that. And I said, listen, this is not the time. Like, you know, tell that girl not today, tell her not tomorrow. Like if you think you got about another 20 years, you might have a moment. You better marry her. You know, you might have a moment you know, that you could do something again, but it's not now. Like it is so not now. So, um, but going to the, the word that God gave for me today to release is God is always with you. You know, you hear people talk about, Oh, may the Lord be with you. May his face shine upon you. And that's true. I'm not, not mocking anyone. Um, and may he be gracious to you. But God is always with us. You know, we go through life and we think sometimes that he's not with us. Or we cast judgment on someone else to say, oh my God, the hand of God must not be on him anymore. Or that person really going through it. You know, I don't think people understand that the Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous. But God delivers us from them all. Do you understand? All. Delivers us from them all. And sometimes when you talk to someone, and I, I'm, I'm that someone, but sometimes when you talk to someone and they are at, um, you know, I keep it real anyway, but they're at their rawest place in life, their realest place in life, and you're that particular person that 
you know, they can kind of loosen up and just kind of complain around or, <laughs> or mumble a little bit. You know, some of my friends have caught my closest, trust me, definitely closest, have caught a couple of mumbles like, oh my God, oh my God, I don't know what's going on. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do this. But I hope that they know me enough and that they love me enough to know that I'm still in faith, people. The Bible says have a mustard seed of faith. I, I, I'm a faith roller, okay? I'm a faith roller. I know God is going to do it. I know he has done it so many times before. But nobody just walks around every single day like, la, la, la. The world is perfect. I have no worries. I have, unless you're medicated. Because <laughs> you're medicated or you're drunk or you're high or like, Everybody has a vice to help them cope. So sometimes when us folks don't have those vices, you might get the raw, the rawest form to say, I'm not feeling today. I don't know what's going on today. This is a mess and this is a mess. But guess what? I'm going to take it to God in prayer anyway. Um, But listen, God is always with us. And when you know that, it's such an amazing thing. I have gone through some things over, over the last probably couple of years, and I've been so open and transparent about it because I know that God is going to come through, and he's come through. And a lot of times, we have to, people have to have their modern-day examples. So, you know, I guess I'm the Joseph of the modern-day times. I really feel like I am. <laughs> And speaking of Joseph, we are actually going to be talking about Joseph today. We're we're actually going to be discussing that particular scripture um, and where God is discussing about how he just delivers us and how he's, well, not just how he delivers us, but how he's with us. Um, so let's go to the word of God. Let me find it because I found it and my phone is just acting crazy. But anyway. It's Genesis. Jacob moves to Egypt. No, I probably should have wrote it down, but that's okay because it's early in the morning. And um, yeah, didn't know what God was going to do today, but I'm just going to continue to go and search for the word. And by the way, people, let me tell you, there is no future in my front. How does it go? Ain't no future in my front. I'm so old school. I'm old school hip hop. But listen. Um, I, no fronting here. I am not the Bible thumper that's like, oh, Matthew, such, 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 says, da, 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 that's, that's not me. So nine times out of 10, the, the spit, the scripture is in my belly and I'm going to spit it out and I'm going to say it or I'm going to sing it because I am a worshiper. And then I'll be like, where's that at? <laughs> All right. Give, give it to me. What, what's, what's that? I, I kind I knew the book. I don't know the numbers. I had a close hit injury. Anyway. True story, true testimony. Um, But anyway. I found it. (laughs) Genesis 39. Yes. So the the story talks about how um, Joseph had been uh, taken down to Egypt. And so go with me into verse 2 through... Um, two through five. And it says the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house with his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor 
in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything that he owned. Verse five says, from the time he put him in charge of his household and and of all he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. So listen, people, it starts off and, and, and we're, we're finding out how the Lord is with Joseph in this time. And if you don't know the book of Joseph, so kind of let me recap. Joseph, man, Joseph is amazing. The, the Joseph, um, Joseph was the youngest of his brothers and he was sent on a journey. His brothers basically encamped him. I'm not going to do the Medea story, but um, his his brothers basically tried to kill him and they they threw him um, away and told his father, went back to his father and said that he was dead. And so Joseph had to um, adjust to that hurt and rejection of his brothers and um, many people may identify with that, but he had to move past that. So as he moved past that, the love of God was just on Joseph. So go back and, you know, kind of read the story of Joseph and just the favor of God that was on his life in the beginning. And just how now, even here, um, after, um, his life was spared and how now he has basically come into Potiphar's house and is over everything. I, I, but not Potiphar's wife. So listen, the scripture goes on and it tells us so much about how Joseph was. He was fine, ladies. <laughs> Joseph was fine. He was well built. He was handsome and he was fine. And um, it says that in verse seven, that after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph. She like, hey, hey, boo, you fine, you built. Um, and said, come to bed with me, little skank. Oh my goodness. Um, and here's the thing. One verse that I did not read. Verse six says, so Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care with Joseph in charge. He did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Okay. So if that's all he had to do and he didn't have to work, why was his wife lingering? Mm, that's just kind of one of the questions that I have. Um, I could go so many different ways with this scripture because there's, you know, I think of Adam and Eve a lot um, in the beginning. And, you know, men always say, oh, it's Eve's fault, it's Eve's fault, it's Eve's fault. And she bit the apple, she listened to the serpent and all of that. You know, he was out there working. Okay, I've looked at that scripture and I've looked at it and I've looked at it and I see two wrongs. I see Eve not being protected and I see Eve as immature. Got it? Write it down. Got it, right? She wasn't protected. He was working, but he still should have been protecting because Eve was so immature that she got entertained. So even in this scripture, I see where Potiphar's wife is looking for some entertainment. Most women, let's just be honest, you know, I've looked at her in several different ways and I'll get into that um, later on as we continue to read. But fellas, if you're listening and women, if you're listening, there's two things here. Women, we, we like the attention. Fellas, y'all know that. You know that we like the attention. But a woman likes attention and a, a, a wife certainly still wants a certain type of attention and affection. And no, it is not good for a woman to 
look elsewhere, even when she's not getting it. And that is where maturity comes in. So clearly, Potiphar was out probably doing his thing with a couple of other women. You know, I got ums, mm, mm. I got ums in different area codes. Listen, you might want to turn off if you're not ready for anything on this podcast. But listen, I don't know what Potiphar was doing. Clearly, it says that he had only responsibility of the food that he ate, but his wife was bored. And not only was she bored, something nice and handsome came in the room. And now she felt as though she was going to make him sleep with him. So let's go further down um, and, and, and take a look a little bit deeper into the story. First of all, Joseph is like, oh, no. You know, when you know you got the favor of God, some stuff can come your way and you be like, Mm-mm, absolutely not. Get out of my face. Get out. Get, mm, doop, 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 doop. So Joseph refused. He totally refused. Um, and with him in charge, I'm going to verse eight. He told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in this house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife, dummy. (laughs) How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? So Joseph is saying, you know, before your husband, I have a God that I serve that I'm not going to sin against and I'm not going to be wicked like you because when there is a wife and a marriage and you're the wife. I don't care how immature you are, because that's what it is. You're immature. But when you decide, hmm, let me see what I can lure into my bed. You've stepped into wickedness. And so Joseph basically called her clean out and just let her know, I'm not about to be hemming and hamming and shimming and shamming and pawing with you. I'm on assignment for God. And I love Joseph's loyalty. He's so, he's dedicated. He's like, no, you know, this man has put me in charge of this. This is my focus. I, I love de- dedication. Dedication. Hey. Um, but anyway, so the story goes on. This heifer didn't stop. She kept coming for him. And fellas, I'm sorry. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I had a friend that told me one time, he doesn't even want to go to church because of the women that come after him and he just wanted to get in the face of God. He just wanted to worship. So I'm so sorry, fellas, because these women, trolls, I just got that in my spirit, trolls. Um, But anyway, they just try to just, you know, do anything and everything to get the attention. So she basically is still at him and she like, come in my bed, come get in my bed right here. Um, But he basically is continuing to refuse, refuse, refuse. And Um, when she saw, it says verse 13, when she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had run out of the house, it was a setup. It was such a setup. Um, she called his house, her household servants. Look, (laughs) she said to them, this Hebrew, now he the Hebrew. Y'all know how that go. You know how that go. You the different thing. You, you the one is different. And then they want to call you out by your government name. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She said, but this Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. So to make fun of us, to make fun of us. He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed when he heard me scream to help. He left his cloak behind me and ran out of the house. 
So basically what happened is he came, she, she got him in a position to where she basically was trying to attack him and he, he just dropped it and he left it there and, um, left his garments there, cloak his garments, people, but he left his garments there and she ran with it. That is where that spirit of Jezebel is so, um, obvious in this scripture. And I, you know, I hear people like, Oh my God, people always talk about a Jezebel spirit. Yeah. Because you might be a Jezebel, you know? Um, Jezebel was a witch. I'm going to tell you about a, a, a witch encounter I had, <laughs> but, um, Jezebel was a bona fide witch. Why? Because she was manipulative and she was controlling and she caused controversy. And just like this, she looked for an opportunity to try to get the, um, the, the, the people, the household servants on her side and make it look as though this anointed man of God, this, this anointed man of God, this person that carried this bright light that she could not have is now isolate, isolated and punished. She wanted him punished, didn't care if he, he died or anything. And people, when there is a spirit of Jezebel in the midst, you have to be able to pay attention to the signs. And those are the signs. And we'll go through the podcast. I'm sure there'll be more because... Hmm. Let's just say I've, I've been equipped to talk about that, but, um, whenever that, that spirit arises, you have to look for that brothers. Listen, when there is a woman and she is controlling and possessive and she's always trying to pitch you against people or take someone away from you, that means the world to you, maybe your children, um, but whenever that is, is happening, and usually they are the ones that look oh so fabulous and oh, everyone is just adoring and him and and Hama and Pawan and over like, oh yeah, oh, she's my friend. She's so sweet. She's so nice. She's amazing. She's this, she's that, she's this. What is she really? Ha, huh. come on, Holy Spirit. What is she really? You have to know the spirit by the spirit. You have to know who people are. I'm not going to go on a tangent because I've got a few things going on that I'm trying to get some of my brothers to see what is that really. Um, But in this scripture, it basically calls her clean out with the deception and everything that she does um, and how she just continued to accuse some of this. But anyway, verse 19, it says, when his master heard the story, his wife told him saying, this is how your slave treated me another Jezebel move. Um, he, 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 he burned with anger. It said the, the master was angry and he was furious. And Joseph's master took him and put him in prison. The place where the King's prisoners were confined. Listen, people, when you see that people are going through a hard time and you know, they're believers and you know, they're anointed and you know, they carry um, the, the light of God, the light of God, the light of God. But when you know that, pay close attention, get a little closer, identify. Okay. If I know that person is truly this, then there must be someone wicked that they encountered and someone wicked in the mist that wanted to set them up or have a plan or whatever, right? Um, to sabotage them or to destroy them. (laughs) Okay. Pay attention people. It's the wealth of 
mm, not the wealth of the wicked is later for the just, but it is. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. And especially as you move on through the story of Joseph, we won't go there today, but mm, mm, mm. the wealth of the wicked was laid up for the just because just Joseph was definitely um, just, but many are the afflictions of the righteous. God delivers us from them all. And Joseph was righteous. He was righteous. He had an encounter with something that he couldn't even help. This woman that just, you know, she, I tell people all the time, I tell my niece, I said, when people see your light and they are in darkness, you have to pay attention to that because sometimes they will attack. They're trying to, they're trying to get it. They're trying to get it. She was trying to get it. (laughs) But Joseph was like, no, uh uh-uh. And so you have to pay close attention to that. So the very last scripture, I believe it is um, the 21. And it says, um, and Joseph is already in prison at this time. (laughs) Listen to this, 21. The Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison guard. The guard, the warden, sorry. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison. What? Listen, he goes to prison and then God is still with him. He's still with him. He did not leave him. He did not forsake him. And he was put in charge and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. So listen, man, when I read that this morning, we had in the beginning where things were good, right? And it says the Lord was with him for him to prosper and he was prospering and da, 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 da. And then as soon as he was attacked and falsely accused and thrown into the prison, the Lord was with him. When you are chosen by God, when you are the righteousness of God, God stays with you. People on the outside may not understand that. They may think that, oh my God, God must have took his hand off of Joseph. He he in prison, he raped that lady. Those are carnal people with carnal minds. They don't have the eyesight to see what God is doing, nor do they know what the spirit of God is doing, possibly because they don't have an ear to hear. They don't have an eye to see. They don't have an ear to hear, and they don't have the discernment to understand. So people, if you're in a place to where you are just going through it and you've got naysayers, I need you to start looking at them, knowing that they are not possibly with God. They can't be because they have no idea that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers us from them all. And so this story with with Joseph is just an amazing story of how God will stay with you through the test of times. Through the test of times, God will stay with you. He provided for Joseph in that prison. He gave him rank in that prison. You know, I, um, I, I have so many personal testimonies But in this season of my life, I have really felt like Joseph. There has been a time of prosperity like none other. Amazing prosperity where I have, oh my God, if you, people were around in the times, they, they got it, you know, they shared, I shared and, you know, the Bible says cast your pearls, not to swine. Some, some swine probably got some pearls, but anyway, um, but then even in the rough times, which appear to be rough, if you listen to the podcast, 
Um, I recently lost a best friend to cancer and I am assisting with the raising of her, her daughter now. And so my whole life has changed. It's just completely changed. I thought I was in Atlanta standing Buckhead and was just, hey, it was just an amazing time. But I'm back now in my hometown, in my home city where I belong. Um, and it's, you know, everything has changed. Everything has changed. But people have asked so many questions to me. I said, yeah, you know, I know this looks like this, but God is doing so many amazing things in this season of my life. And then I talked to an, another brother. He said, you know, Chris, I know I got this going on, but I'm doing things that I've never done before. I've got so much favor. The favor of God was on Joseph. He went to prison. Okay, you got a downtime. But look at what God is really, truly doing in your life. I have written books. I've launched a clothing line, websites, and there's so much creativity coming out of my brain. I can't even possibly keep up, people. The favor of God has been upon me. This has been a season none like any other absolutely amazing season and now I'm looking at a 360 I think I mentioned to you in the beginning of my podcast that I lost my spiritual father um, about two years ago on March 1st well it was a little before March 1st is what I found out but <clears throat> my day that I signified it was March 1st two years ago March 1st I had just landed in um, uh, Tampa Florida and when I got the news, but I was headed to Tampa, Florida to get a job. On that day, I got that job. On that day, I got that job. And um, it's just amazing to me how God is just 360, turning around things and things are coming in, um, how they're manifesting, I will say. Um, right now at this time and some things I can't reveal, but just know things are manifesting right now today, like right now, right, right, right now. Um, but I also want to share with you a story. I told you I had a story of a witch and this is just so funny and I'll, and I'll close out, out with this story. <laughs> so when I got that job in Tampa, Florida, and I hope maybe one day this young lady listens to this, but she was a bona fide witch. Okay. Just flat out bona fide. Now I have, as I told you, I have some experience, um, with that spirit of Jezebel and like none other, the God had to teach me that thing so deeply but anyway and I don't even like to say the word so much but we'll get to that later anyway so I went on this job and one of my staff members was a bona fide witch I mean bona fide to where she even looked like it it started manifesting through her appearance with her nails and things like that and kind of gothic. And she appeared to be so nice and bubbly. Hello, Miss But my first day, I found out that she wanted the job that she did not qualify for. Um, she wanted my job. She felt as though she should have the job. And everyone was like, no, she's too young. She's never would have qualified for it. But when I entered my office, um, there was an airplane on my desk, <laughs> a little toy airplane. And the toy airplane was pointed up. And the lawyer said to me, she had placed that there. She also placed an alligator and a few other little things or whatever. I threw them away. Anyway, <laughs> but the, the airplane, I let it sit there. And every morning I would walk in, I would push the airplane, the nose of the airplane down. And every morning I would walk in, the nose of that airplane would be up. I said, oh, okay. So this, this, obviously she wants me to leave. 
we're going to play this airplane game. So as I continued to pay attention and get the sign, she started becoming very open. And she said, you know, something about her Wiccan belief or the things of Wiccan. And I have to be honest, I had never heard of it. I'd never, I had never heard of it. And so on that job, I was also blessed with, um, oh my God, an amazing spiritual sister. And we just connected in the word of God. And she informed me what that was. And I started reading up about it and researching. And I was like, aha, (laughs) the good witch of the, the good witch of the North. (laughs) Anyway, apparently they feel as though they're good. They're, they do good things. They're good. Anyway, um, a witch is a witch. And witches get stitches from where I'm from, from the D three one three. But anyway, um, so she she was not doing well, at, you know, with work. And then she started doing little things to sabotage me. But every day I would come in, and this airplane point would be up. But God had His way. Just to fast forward, God had His way, and. <laughs> I put on Facebook one day. It was so funny that I had oil my office down. If you know me, look for the oil marks because wherever I go to oil is, okay? Um, you might just get be sliding somewhere. But I had oil down the chairs in my, my office where people would come in and sit down on. Okay, no big deal, right? If you if you if you're not wicked. This particular day, this young lady came in and she sat in the chair and she was so uncomfortable. She got to sliding and gliding and oh my God, it was, it was something to see. And then she just darted out of my office and I was like, oh my God, what in the, okay, Jesus. The next day she came in and she says, Oh, I just want you to know, I'm so sorry to tell you that I'm going to be leaving. I'm quitting and resigning. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. Congratulations. Good for you. And I noticed that the airplane um, shenanigans had continued. So the day that we were letting her go, um, and you know, giving her a celebration and I made sure she had a card and we got some money for her and things like that. And I politely taped that airplane to her card. I did. I did. I politely taped it up just to signify I wasn't going nowhere. Not on her behalf. People of God, listen. God is always with you, okay? And there ain't no devil in hell that can do anything about it. I don't care what Potiphar's wife thought she was setting up. She didn't do nothing but set him up to get blessed. Because at the end, he had to go to prison. At the end of the day, things had to happen. At the end of the day, there is nothing, as I told my niece, there is nothing that catches God by surprise. And I told her, I said, God God knows everything that is going to happen. He does nothing by accident. He makes absolutely no mistakes. I don't care how hard and how much it hurts us, especially when we lose loved ones. We hurt. We hurt. It is a devastating time. For the last two years, being without my spiritual father, I have been in pain. And I and our church family was at a disarray. It's just scattered. Um, but nothing catches God by surprise. We have continued to move forward. I have continued to move forward. And I am here, people, to tell you that, um, yeah, that next chapter, Joseph, mm-hmm, you are in that next season. 
You are no longer in the season where you're in the prison. Somebody needs your interpretation. Somebody needs your anointing to come in and tell them and piece together the things that they have not been able to figure out. Somebody needs your loyalty to know that you're not going to sleep with their wife or their husband or anything else roaming around on this earth because Lord Jesus. But somebody needs to know that, oh my goodness, where I'm not even worthy of receiving someone like this, God is going to send you in. This is a season that you are released, people. You are released from past shame. You are released from past doubt. You are released from the things that held you bond. And listen up. If you get released and people didn't latch on to you, I feel sorry for them. Because this is a season that the body of believers are about to skyrocket. We've been released. We've been released. Just like that plane that girl sat on my desk. Baby girl, baby girl, baby girl. You sat that plane and you gave me an indication that it was pointing up. It's takeoff time. I've been released. (laughs) Oh my God, people. Listen, I hope this word blessed you today. I hope you feel released. I hope you feel that something is changing. Something is moving, that you've been set free, that you're no longer bound. You're not bound to sin and nobody else. And can't nobody bound you to their sin or bring you into their sin. You are God's chosen. And don't worry about no coronavirus because guess what? You're covered and God is with you. He's with you. I don't care what the news starts to say. I don't care what starts to happen. 10,000 may fall at your side. Isn't that what the word of God says? Listen, people, God is with us. God is with us. Stay focused. This ain't the time to be him and the harming and shimming and shaman. <laughs> Isn't that what I see? My son's like, what? This ain't the time. I don't even know where I got that from. I don't even think my grandparents ever said that to me. But this ain't the time to be him and the and him and the shaman. Listen, people, I've got to get ready because I've got somewhere new to go worship today. Yes, I've got somewhere new to go worship today. And if you are in the Detroit metropolitan area, please feel free to come and join me. Okay, where am I going? (laughs) And this is such a treat, people, because since I've been here, um, as many of you know, if you've listened to the podcast, I miss Atlanta. I miss my church home in Atlanta. Shout out to um, Bishop William Murphy and the Dream Center, Contagious. I had such an amazing time in Atlanta where I just connected and um, found my new church home and new church family. And they worship like I do. Like, hey, 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 true worship. I'm telling you, God is in that house. But I believe God is going to do something here in the city of Detroit. Um, and I am on my way to Detroit Christian Center today at 12 noon, and it is located at 5460 Arden Street in Warren, Michigan, inside the auditorium with Prophet Fred Brame. Listen, people, join me. I'm going to start waking you up in the morning like, hey, where are we going? Listen, you need to come and join me. Um, I am truly a worshiper. I love to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. I love to worship him. 
So I'll be there today at 12 noon. Um, and let's see what God is about to do. All right. But people, you've been released. You've been released. Um, Father God, we thank you for this release today. We thank you for this word today. We thank you, Lord God, for letting us know that you are with us in good times and bad times. You will always be. I didn't just remix the whole gospel and just in this prayer. But Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, for just being that real, true God. Lord, I thank you for my relationship with you. Oh, my God. Lord, I thank you for being the father, none like any other, that I can tell you anything, that I can come to you with anything, Lord God. And I, God, let you just still love me. God, let your children know that they are loved today. Let them feel your love, God. Let them feel Feel your power, God. Father, heal anyone that is sick on today. Father, God, heal their hearts, God. Heal the brokenhearted, Lord God. Heal those, heal those, God. Heal the minds of those, God, that have doubts in their minds that think that it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. My life is in such a disarray and things are going bad. Oh, Lord, use me as a testimony, God, to let them know, God, that those things shall come to pass. Father, and we thank you for this day. I thank you for a day mm, of worship. Bless, Father God, um, those that everyone got that was under the anointing and the power and the, um, the awesome, amazing word and the love of Bishop Benjabert. Place your children, Father God, right where you want them to be in your presence, God. Father, draw us into your presence, God, no matter how near or far, Lord God. Father God, and I thank you for the churches throughout this, this nation, God. May they be speaking the truth on today. May people not just run into the church house just to take a seat on today, God. May they run into the church house to worship you, God, because you are the truth. Father God, you are the light, Father God. May they know, God, that they have to call on you in these troubled times, Lord God for that you can cover them with the shadow of your wings, Lord God. Father God, I thank you, God, for that Psalms 91 blessing. I ask that you bless my family and bless everyone that is listening at the sound of my voice. In Jesus' name, I pray. All right, people, let's go. Get out of here. You have been released. I'm so excited about today. I'm excited about what God is doing. I'm excited. I'm so excited about release right? So it is time to release and just let God have his perfect, awesome, awesome, awesome way. And um, I just pray that you are continually blessed on today and that you find yourself in such an awesome place of worship and um, enjoy your day. Happy Sunday.